Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys. As always, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you guys will call in sometimes or write a letter. and You know, I just, I appreciate you all. I appreciate you not just for the fact that you donate to the mission or I, I appreciate that you are men and women out there of, for the most part who love God. I appreciate all that you have done for us at the mission, of course. But today I had a guest scheduled and you know, I've got to tell you, the reason that I have guests is because they make me look good, because otherwise I couldn't think of anything to say. But today we had a guest that was scheduled, and due to circumstance, he had to back out on us. So, But I hope you will stay tuned for a little bit, and I just wanted to talk to you. There's a couple of things that I was thinking about when I was talking to my good friend Steve Gasser over here, who's who has been for 900 shows, my producer, <laughs> and uh, tried to guide me through things. But I, I guess where I would like to start with all of you is, you know, Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. When we get guys at the Union Gospel Mission and they have come off the street, come out of prison, some of them know the Bible, but some of them uh, really haven't adhered to it. Many of them have a superficial understanding, but don't have the depth of understanding that we need to have. When we go to a church or when we are someplace, we may meet Christians who likewise don't have a depth of understanding. They may be really, truly believers, but it all comes down to something Steve and I were talking about, trusting. We had been talking about the storms that had raged, and last year I had lost a bunch of trees at my house, and now there was water upon water with snow and wind. And you know what? I went upstairs and I live by myself. So I went upstairs and I went to bed just like normal, even though there are pine trees by my house, because the Lord has me in his hands. And it's not that I say, well, nothing bad can happen because the God, because the God we serve is watching over me. The God we serve is watching over me and will always lead me to the proper place. But here's the thing. Even if the tree falls, even if the storm rages, the lightning strikes, earthquakes, whatever the case is, he has said, I'd never leave you and I will never forsake you. But he has asked us to trust him. So, I wanted to uh, tell you a little something about my life that I, I believe I've told you on the show, but I think it's been years. If, if you remember it, forgive me for repeating it, but I was sick in the hospital. It was years ago now, and 
I had some internal bleeding. They had fixed me up, and, well, the middle of the night, things went south, and there was blood everywhere. As it turned out, it looked much worse than it truly was, but I had no idea. Being tired and beat up and sick and and bleeding and everything has a tendency to make you discouraged. And uh, so I was, and there's a duality of why I'm telling this story, and you, you're going to see in a minute. So I thought I've never been the Christian I should be, never been the pastor I should be, never been the director of the mission that I should be. And all these thoughts are flooding into your mind. And, you know, it's a it may come as a surprise to some people, but pastors and the like sometimes get down too. And in those circumstances, it wasn't that I doubted God, but I needed to put my trust wholly in him and know that regardless of what happened, uh, he was going to be there with me and always has been. And so the duality that I'm talking about is Charles Stanley went home to be with the Lord the other day. And it was years and years ago, and his message that day, I, I waited till morning and things were not better. I hadn't slept, and I turned on the TV in the Auburn Faith Hospital that I was at. I think it's called Sutter Auburn now. And uh, Charles was on. And he was reading from Psalm forty or Psalm forty one, Isaiah forty one. And in my discouragement, I was praying that the Lord I'd been reading the Bible, I, I was just praying that the Lord would just speak to my heart. And I I didn't know where to go from there. And so it was Isaiah forty one and it starts in nine. And it says, You whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from the furthest corners, saying to you, You are my servant, I have chosen you, and I have not cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all who are incensed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. Those who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you, but you shall not find them. Those who war against you shall be as nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. I don't know how much that would mean to you at that moment, but I know how much it meant to me at that moment. I realized that God was still there. God has always been sovereign, always been in control. And you know, back through the beginning of time, God knew the moment that I would need him in that room. God knows that I am speaking to you today. Hopefully, there's someone out there today who maybe is going through those trials, 
and those tribulations, who is feeling alone and downcast. Maybe you're under oppression by someone. Maybe things have not worked out the way that you had anticipated. You lost your job, you lost your wife or your husband, or you have a child that's sick, your house is gone. I don't know what your circumstances are, but I know, and you've heard me say this many times, if your God isn't big enough for your circumstance, you got the wrong God. Because my God is big enough for everything. God was big enough when the Israelites were running from the Pharaoh. God was big enough with Daniel in the lion's den. God was big enough with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He was big enough when the flood waters came. He was big enough when Adam and Eve sinned against him in the garden. He was big enough. He was in the streets when Stephen was stoned to death, and he was big enough then too. And you know what? He was big enough and he loved deep enough that he put his son on the cross. Yes, make no mistake, the people of the time, the Romans, the Jewish leaders, those people, they did that work of hanging it up, them up there, and they're responsible for Christ to God. But make no mistake, ultimately it was God who chose to have his son not simply forgive our sins, but pay the price for our sins. There's a huge difference. God never overlooks his holy law. Never. We were condemned to die. We were the ones that were to the transgressors. We were the ones that he needed to not just forgive, but pay the price for. Jesus, holy, righteous, eternally the Son, made flesh, came to earth. And you know what? He not only paid the price, but he lived a righteous life that you and I could never pay for. Only the blood of that sacrificial lamb could have possibly paid the price for your sin and for mine. How do we access that? We come in repentance and we come in faith. We come with nothing. You don't bring anything to the table. You're not better than anybody else. You're not smarter than anybody else, and certainly I'm not. But you come to Christ, and you come with your arms open, and the amazing part is he receives you. As many as will come to me, right? Everyone that's put into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's not going to lose any of you either. I know that that doctrine doesn't square with everybody, but I'm not asking it to square with everybody. I want you to have hope in the one that I have hope in. I want you to see that God is bigger than everything that can happen to you. Maybe somebody right now is listening to me in prison, and you know what? You feel like that sentence is so long ahead of you, and certainly you've been abandoned, but you haven't been. If you don't know Jesus and you're in prison, I know there are men there, and I know there are men that come to the prisons, 
And certainly there are other believers that are there with you. Seek them out. Read the Bible. Be on your knees and pray. And remember, every promise that the Lord has ever made, he's never broken any of them. You can count on him. You may not be able to count on me or the guy next to you or somebody who's betrayed you in the past, but you can certainly trust God. We need to recognize God is in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when we come to him, again, we need to come and be all in. It isn't good enough just to come and say, well, I want to hang around on a Sunday morning every every Sunday at some church. I want to get in, get out. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want it to go any further. That's not Christianity. That's not relationship. And by the way, you've heard me say this many times too, and I, I was just talking about that to somebody today. Religion never saved anybody. Only relationship can save you. Relationship with him and him alone. It isn't good enough just to have faith. You have to have faith in the one who has the capability of forgiving your sins. It's not just enough to say, I I intellectually understand that. That's not good enough either. That's not faith. That's not walking by by faith. It's It's, again, walking by sight. That's not Christianity. I have been going through a series in John, and we had gotten to uh, John 5, and it said that after this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, and I may have said this to you a couple of weeks ago, but Bethesda, uh, you know, we've heard that applied to, and it really means the the mercy gate, and so, which has got five roofed colonnades, and maybe they say porticles in your Bible, but they're porches with roofs on them, and in there laid a multitude of invalid, blind, and lame, and paralyzed and one man who had been there uh, had been laying there for 38 years. That's a long time, my friends, to be laying in a condition. And we don't know. We don't know if he was born like that and he was 38 years older, or maybe, maybe he had had an accident. There was something else, a disease. But at any rate, for a very long time, he had come on that day, and and when Jesus saw him laying there, he knew that he had already been there a long time, and he said to him, and here's the crux of this, do you want to be healed? And I always thought that's a strange question. You know, if I've got, uh, if I've got a broken arm, or if I've got a toothache, or I'm, I'm sick and dying, if I was in the hospital back then, to ask me, do you want to be healed? And the reality is that's what he asks every single one of us. Every single one of us, the guys at the mission, you out there in a church, 
you driving down the road, you without hope, you that do not believe in Christ, but and those that want to. Jesus asks you the same thing. Do you want to be healed? Because sometimes we take pleasure in our own identity, don't we? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. At once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and he walked. When we're in John, when we're reading these things, we see mighty Nicodemus. We see that that he came to Jesus by night to ask. Jesus telling him, Unless a man be born again, he can never enter into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus also confused by that, but the, the inference is still the same. The woman at the well, she wanted to be healed from her sin. She wanted to be normal like everybody else. She wanted to go to, the, the, to get her water at the same time all the other women did. But did she really want to be healed? Well, apparently she did because he told her everything about her and she went off leaving her bucket excited to tell all the people in the town what had happened. The the Herodian who came to Jesus and in tears wanting his son to be healed, it was the same question. You need to put your faith in Christ. Now, I wanted to also just mention, like I said, I'm sorry to have to wing these things, but I really was planning to have somebody here with me. But when we get to these things, when we're hearing these things, we need to let them sink into the depth of our heart. Jesus saved me years ago. And even to this day, I, I truthfully never feel worthy, and I think the reason that that is is because I've never been worthy. We could never be worthy of the kind of love and sacrifice that Jesus Christ paid for us on Calvary's hill. We can never understand his suffering. You can't look at how other people suffered and say, well, I know there are people who have been burned alive. There have been people who have been tortured mercilessly. How can you say his was the greatest of suffering? Because he was without sin. He felt your separation and mine from the Father. He felt the pain of all our sins, and he was the only one that did not deserve it. He not only deserves our love, he deserves our honor. He deserves to be lifted up in everything we do. You know, the Bible tells us the chief end of man is to glorify God. I guess my question for you is, do you believe that? Do you believe that really that God is up there just so that you can do okay or that if you believe enough, he's going to give you everything that you want 
the big house, the fancy car, the wonderful spouse. I can tell you that when my wife went home to be with the Lord a few years ago, I uh, never blamed God. He was merciful and he was gracious and he is just. He is wise. And whatever he does, if I walk out of the studio today and I get in my car and I drive down the freeway and I don't make it home because I was in a car wreck, a heart attack, whatever the case is, God was right in what he did and just in everything that that he does. My my cook, the kitchen manager, Tim Trenum, who some of you have had dealings with, had a mild heart attack. He's back home now, but it just illustrates how no matter what age we are, where we are, who we are, that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're only guaranteed that God will love us to the very end. Now, the hard part to say to you today is that if you do not trust in Jesus Christ, you are still an enemy of God. There's nothing out there past past this moment for you except a Christless eternity besides suffering. But if you're in Christ Jesus no suffering that you can ever do here. Nothing that can ever happen to you can separate you from the love of God. And because nothing can ever separate you from the love of God, you can be sure that he's going to call you home one day and that you will spend eternity with him. And so, for me, <laughs> I want that for as many people are as called by him. If you hear his voice today, today is the day that you repent. This is the day that you come to Christ. Don't wait for Sunday morning or somebody else to talk to you. Wherever and whenever, God is listening, always. He knows my suffering, and he knows your suffering. And he did the whole thing, not because he needed us, but because he loved us and he wanted us. Since before the foundations of the very earth, God knew who you were. God knew what you would suffer. And if God is calling you today, you may still have some pretty hard times ahead of you. You may still lose people. But you know what? You can never lose God, and you can never be lost from God. He will hold you up just like it said in Isaiah with his righteous right hand. And you know, his righteous right hand isn't like mine. <laughs> mine can fail all the time. His never has. His word endures forever. He endures forever. And those he has brought into his kingdom endure forever. So the mission is there to, to give the word of God and to give hope to those that may feel hopeless and to uplift those that, that need to be uplifted 
And so, as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com ugmsac.com To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.